Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll get the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Xfinity XFi. Plus, you'll get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway. That's a $72 value per year. No other provider offers this. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. The kind of old-fashioned cop who preferred working the streets and making arrests to taking tests toward promotion. He was the closest thing New York had to a dirty Harry. This is One Tough Podcast on the OG Podcast Network. Here's your host, Bo Deedle. Welcome to One Tough Podcast. Yeah, well, I'm here, like always, with Carlo. Hello. Today we have with us a guy that I admire a lot, James O'Keefe. James is an investigative journalist, and he's the founder of Project Veritas. He's best known for uncovering Sting videos, and uh, we're going to talk about it today. We'll talk about what Project Veritas is. And James, welcome. Thanks for being here. Great to be here. Okay. So when you first started your career as an investigative journalist, that's right. I mean, I, I've been doing this for about 10 years. Uh, broke on the scene with Acorn, that the uh, pimp and prostitutes in New York City going undercover and uh, uh, going into Acorn offices. But I've done Planned Parenthood. We've done the Hillary Clinton campaign, voter fraud, big tech companies, you name it. Uh, a lot of people may not know the name Veritas or my name, but they've certainly seen our work. Right. Now, where'd you, you started at uh, Rutgers, huh? Yes, I was... Uh, I was uh, 19 years old. I started a student publication called The Centurion and uh, did try to ban Lucky Charms on the grounds it's racist against Irish people. It was uh, sort of intended to put them in a lose-lose scenario because they had these campus rules that you're not allowed to offend people or say something that uh, was insensitive. So I kind of used that against them. And, and that's the first hidden camera video. I just took a this is 2005. I'm 35 years old. This is in 2005. So it was the year before YouTube. So I took a, a Kodak digital camera and I put it on the, uh, a shelf of a room and I met with the dean and recorded that person. And it was, I tried not to laugh. And then after that, I would we'd go up to professors and uh, kind of ambush them. And we did some local campus muckraking, you know, publishing the salaries of professors. It's a public university, Rutgers is. So you can uh, find out the salary of any professor just by going into the building and, and taking a, a photograph of the book. And then from then, I, I did Planned Parenthood work. I went undercover inside Planned Parenthood's posing as a with a girl that was underage or said she was underage, and they told us how to lie about her age. And one thing led to another. Well, I, I, I really admire your work, and I'm, I'm one of those political non-correctness guys. And, uh, you know, all I say is let the truth be told. And some people can't handle the truth. You know, like in New York City here, when you have a mayor, Big Bird, who I named Big Bird de Blasio, when I ran for mayor against him, and we have such a problem with our homeless and the mental illness, and his wife gets a billion dollars, and she can't explain what she did with a billion dollars. These issues are so, you know, and when you talk about them, no one wants to talk about it. No one, they just want to sweep it 
under the rug. And then as far as that, that, that group of morons and, and uh, idiots, as far as with this acorn crap, what they were doing, when you exposed that, I was very proud of you for what you did. You know, I've been a detective my whole life investigating homicides in the 70s and 80s when they were pretty prevalent in New York uh, New York City. Subsequently, now for 35 years, we're in a private investigative business, and we investigate things, and we use what we just talked about before. When we investigate stuff, we use roosters to get the information. Again, I don't want no one lying to me. I don't want someone to tell me the non-truth, but I want the truth. And how I get the truth is 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 my choice of doing it now in new york in new york state on january 1st they're passing new moron laws with all these liberal penis licking liberals and that's what i gotta call them and what they're gonna do now if you're a victim of a crime after january 1st the governor is signing into a bill after january 1st if you're a victim of a crime within 90 uh, within 15 days you're a name and address as the complainant will be released to the defense, any witnesses' names and address will be released. Grand jury testimony and evidence will be released. This is all being handed over to the criminal defense attorney. So you're not going to have too many people that are going to be stuck coming up front. Also, the worst part, they have what they call desk appearance tickets. Mostly used to be for small misdemeanors. But right now, what they've been doing is they've been manipulating the crime statistics. So if it's a robbery, they bring it down to grand larceny. So when it's grand larceny, now after January 1st, they're going to be able to get a desk appearance ticket. That means you could commit a robbery at 9 in the morning, and you'll be out by 12. You can do one for lunch. And then you'll be out by 4. You can do one for supper. So you can commit three robberies in New York, state in New York City, and be out on the street. I mean, it's it's becoming like what you do in the issues that you work on as far as what you're exposing. We're facing this crap right now, and no one cares. Everyone's saying, how can this pass? But it is passing. And your work that you did with ACORN, where that was just a, 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 a Obama uh, Obama uh, wing of his uh, candidacy was ACORN. We knew all about it. But let's talk about you. As far as with this undercover journalism, which, you know, it's okay for the liberal guys like uh, that, that fat guy, what's his Michael name? Michael Moore Mike. or Sasha Baron Cohen, they're celebrated. But right, they're like celebrated, but because you're more of a conservative, obviously you're a conservative mind. Me, maybe when I was a detective, I was a real conservative. Right now I'm a moderate Middle of the road, I believe in all people's rights and all that stuff. But on the other side of the coin, if I have to investigate that uh, there's a hospital that's stealing money from Medicare or Medicaid and, and whacking them out, I want to know and I want to expose the son of a bitches because I believe one thing. You have to be honorable and let the truth prevail. You, no one's ever accused you of not finding the truth. Am I correct? No, people have accused me. People have attacked me. People retaliate against me. This has been the story of my life. Um, but we've never published an untruth. Uh, to your point, you use uh, undercover techniques to get to the truth because you place so much value on the truth, right? Yeah. And, and undercover work and, and subterfuge is not 
limited to PI work or intelligence work. Journalists do it all the time. I mean, they may not do it to the degree that we do it, as elaborate with you know disguises and aliases and legends. But 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 journalists. Uh, make you think that they are your friend, and then yeah, they betray you. That's when what. I came, when I came on the force, Jim, when I came on the police department back in 1970, an old-time detective said to me, "You know what, Bo? You're going to learn one thing: you'd never ever trust a prostitute or a drug dealer, but mostly a journalist." Because they'll lie. And that was yep. it stayed in my head all the time because I've been misquoted even when I ran for mayor. So that's, and, that's, that, well, you, you shouldn't be misquoted. You shouldn't be misquoted. That's where, they, that's where they take it too far. And our rule is we never publish an untruth. We, we never take someone out of context. Now, that's what they do. And they do it with anonymous sources. They, they make you think that you're seeing something real. Bob Woodward, a legend, he relays stories from, from hearsay quotes and then puts those in quotes. We don't know if that's exactly what the person said. Project Veritas organization does not, does not publish anything unless you can see the person's lips moving. Okay, So we have a, a standard that's pretty high. But we believe that the deception to get the information is, is, is fine because you always have to do a balancing test on how valuable is the information. Does it outweigh the harm done in getting the information? And in a democracy, a republic, where we live in this great country, we place an unbelievable value on the First Amendment. We always have. We, the, the, the Supreme Court has said many times, the Pentagon Papers case, most recently in this is 2001 Supreme Court Bartnicki case. And when you live in a country that places such a high value on the First Amendment and informing people, we can't make decisions about who to elect unless we have really good information. When you live in a country that places such a high value on the First Amendment, then you have to be, you have to support organizations like Project Veritas. But the thing is, Bo, I'm not sure that people do these days place high value on the First no, Amendment. Right. And we, and, we, and, we, and we see even today, as we're speaking right now, what the United States Congress is doing to, our, to the president right now. And it's all politically one-sided. And it's, it's like a railroad job. I mean, he can't even explain. Look, at, I'm going to be giving finances to Ukraine. I just want to make sure it's not a corrupt society. And that, that's part of his idea of, look, at, we'll, we'll take care of you. But we don't want to give money where the money's going to flow in there and be be taken out with corruption. And I agree with him 100%, but he cannot explain it because no one is listening. You just turn on every news media, except for my old Fox when I was 12 years as a, as a Fox contributor. You turn on every one of them, and all you're doing is getting one side, one side, and there's no balance of news anymore. It's horrible because the majority of the people of America, I'm sorry to say, and I'll say it right now, I, I'm, I'm very scared that President Trump will not get reelected because of this misinformation and the hatred that the other side has from. No one will tell anything about. They had one thing, James. We had a, uh, I went to uh, President Trump before he's the president. I talked to him about the veterans. Veterans are getting treated like crap in the VA administration. Wait three, four months. No, you sit over there disrespected. I said, Mr. Uh, well, I said, Donald, this before he's the president. I said, the great thing would be give every veteran a VA card. They could go to any hospital, any doctor and get treatment. It's called Veterans Choice. 
It was passed by the president. Did you see one bit of it in the news media that this bill, that he passed this bill, which was great for veterans? I talk to veterans now, didn't even know about it. This is part part and parcel of the misinformation on the left, which they just don't want to balance out stuff that you uncover, which is the truth. And I I stand by you 100%, Jim, and people like you are are trying to balance out all this bullshit that comes around with the liberal news media. Well, and the uh, uh, people watching this right now, we actually are creating an army of guerrilla journalists. You know, we have a lot of people apply to work here. Um, it's uh, projectveritas.com slash brave. That's backslash brave, project V-E-R-I-T-A-S dot com backslash brave. You can apply to be a journalist. And we're looking for people in the New York metropolitan area who were located in Westchester County, but we do nationwide work. And we're looking for people who have these qualities, people who want to break stories of national importance, people who are brave, people who are uh, thick-skinned, who have a little acting ability, travel the country, have an exciting job. So we encourage people to apply to work for us, and we're kind of growing this army of, of people because it, it can't just be just me. I learned early on that, you know, I was living with my parents when I got started, uh, but many undercover reporters throughout the 20th century, it was just one of them, and they all say, I wish there was a dozen of me. So we're actually trying to do that. We have done that. And we're going to grow our army to hopefully 100 people. You know, one of the big cases that uh, your, your Project Veritas is famous for, NPR. Why don't we go into that a little bit for the listening audience? What did you do with NPR? Well, we, we, that, was a, that was one of my favorite ones. Um, in 2011, we, uh, this is when uh, Juan Williams was fired by NPR. Uh, for some of his comments. I have to be very open with you. I like Juan Williams. We don't agree on too much of anything right. when I was on Fox, but I still like him as a, as, a, as a gentleman. Well, Juan Williams was fired for comments he made, I believe, about airports and screenings. So uh, the political correctness uh, got to NPR. So we decided to pose as agents of the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, we met with NPR Vice President of Development Ron Schiller, uh, not related to then CEO Vivian Schiller. And we, we ate at a Tony restaurant called Cafe Milano in Georgetown, Washington, D.C. Under false pretenses, we met with uh, the Vice President of Development at NPR at this table. We filmed this meeting with a camera that was in a bag. It was like a, a purse camera. Now, hold on one second for people listening. Just hold right there. You have to abide by the rules and regulations of each state because you have two party systems. Some That's right. one party. Am I correct? Oh, I'm, I'm very familiar with that. Uh, in <laughs> D.C., it's legal as long as as long as it's one party consent. What does that mean? It means that as long as you're talking to somebody. No, no, and, one party consent means that I can have a tape recorder right now talking to you. Yeah, I, I could tape record you. But if it's California and other states, you have to advise that person. Otherwise, you can't use it. It's illegal. Or or in California, if you're in an area where the court would say there's no expectation of privacy. So even a Starbucks or a restaurant. And there's lots of people overhearing you. So in D.C., it's legal. And, and pe- by the way, people say, well, that's unethical, recording someone secretly. Well, here's the thing. If you're talking to somebody, they could be writing down what you're saying. And there's no law that prohibits that. So we would argue that recording the person when you're with them does them a lot more justice than writing down with a pencil and paper. And maybe you're not capturing all the truth. So we believe strongly that all the states should have these laws. So D.C., it's legal. We go there. We record this uh, uh, interaction and in this interaction, which is on YouTube now, 
uh, this vice president of N National Public Radio is telling who he thinks is an agent of the Muslim Brotherhood. His words, he says, Jews control um, the media, but not NPR, says this NPR executive. And he also says a lot of other things about um, Republicans and, and, and Tea Party people being racist, white people being racist. And, and actually, Bo, as a result of this, the next day, uh, the CEO of NPR was fired by the board of directors. It was a pretty massive story. Wow. And, uh, it, was, uh, it led to uh, Project Veritas really being born and us doing many other exposés as a result of it. And uh, I would never, ever want you to tell me what you're working on now because obviously you don't want to give what pitch you're going to throw. And if it's going to be a curveball, you don't want them to know curveballs coming. And, I mean, the secrecy of what your operations are is very paramount. It's very, very important that you're able to go in there and get the truth. And I think part of this whole podcast right now is people listening to understand what you do. You don't make up a story. If you go into a Planned Parenthood place and they say that they're not allowed to, to talk to minors or give them any kind of uh, contraceptives and all that, and then all of a sudden you have a gal says, well, I'm 15 years old, and they give her contraceptives, bingo. That's the point where I'm getting at. You're not, you're not making up a story. What you're doing is you're just getting the truth. And I think part of Veritas, you should put a little explanation mark there. What do they call those things? Quotation. That, that, uh, that thing, yeah. And put it in there, Veritas, the truth. I like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, some people say, why do you call it Veritas and just not Project Truth? Yeah, I like but, that. Uh, I think the issue that we're faced with as a country is that um, there's really not a lot of journalism happening right now, and the media has become systemically corrupt. Our most recent expose was the CNN, Exposed CNN. I don't know if you saw that, but it was the tapes within CNN and recordings of the president of CNN, a guy named Jeff Zucker. I, basically know, saying, I know Jeff. I know Jeff very well. And matter of fact, I saw him at one of the Yankee games. He ran away from me, and he says, you know, Bo, I have my sons with me. I respect that. And I wanted to say I, a couple of choice words to him because I don't like what they do on that CNN with that Seltzer guy, that that guy Stelter, like, yeah, Brian like Stelter. Dumpy with his ugly wife on New York One with the with the green teeth. She's a, like a weather girl, a traffic girl, and right. I don't like him because his his expressés have no fact, no truth to it all. I don't want to look at this Humpty Dumpty looking ass. That's the way I feel about it. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of untruths on CNN, and uh, there's it, the, these these tapes that we released. Uh, we call it exposed CNN. It was two weeks ago. It was the number one trending thing on Twitter. It had 1.2 million people tweeted about our story. Not one American journalist had the had the balls to, to talk about it. And it was, everyone was talking about it, but not American media, because they don't want to look at themselves. And they talk about how democracy dies in darkness and the truth is more important than ever. But really, it's really not about those things. In private, what they'll really tell you is... Man, I, we, we're, we're, we've become a corrupt institution. Well, look at Scaramucci. When Scaramucci made them uh, with CNN, that was when Scaramucci exposed that. I mean, this is real stuff going on. And then when you hear about that people are talking into their ear to tell them which way to right. send a message out. I mean, come on. You're a news organization. You shouldn't be, tr trans you shouldn't be making the truth. The truth is the truth, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, one of the tapes, uh, this guy named Christian Sierra, who's a media coordinator at CNN, is talking about how the president of CNN is, through a, a feed in the ear, 
putting pressure on the producer to to nail Kellyanne Conway. And it's like it's just why is the president of a media corporation <laughs> intervening and and on a show? Uh, and why? Well, it's uh, some of it's economics. It's about making money. But really, it's it's you, you hear it in the voices of the people that work inside CNN on these tapes. They're good people. I wouldn't even say they're bad journalists. They're just part of this this sick, twisted system that manufactures a commodity. Not it's not news. It's, and and by the way, they attack me. They call me a liar. I've never published a falsehood. Uh, the only thing they have me on, Bo, is in. Ten years ago, when I was posing as the pimp, I had a pimp fur. I wore this fur coat. It sounds crazy. But I actually, Hannah, my colleague, did bring the pimp fur. She put it on top of her. So they said, well, you didn't wear the pimp costume in the office, so you're a liar. Well, I clearly presented myself as a pimp. I said I wanted to whore out underage prostitutes and profit off of it, which is qu quite a criminal thing to say and do. And they, they fell for it. They told me how to how to lie on my taxes. But they say that I'm a liar, but they can never actually say what it is I have lied about. They can say, well, you use undercover techniques. But but of course we do, yeah. because we want people to open up. I but mean, they can never say where where I published a falsehood. Yeah, we like we conducted an investigation of a major uh, uh, a chain of stores around the United States where they were blowing out the Oxycontin like it was like it was M&Ms. And uh, we had undercovers and all that. I mean, look at the truth. Truth is the truth. I mean, we really, when when I went after the, uh, when I was involved with the drug uh, uh, bill back in 2003, we had these websites where we went in there, we pretended we were buying drugs, uh, and it would turn out to be all counterfeit. We followed it back to Kashmir, Pakistan. Look, you got to find the truth. You got to use rules. When I was a homicide detective, I would tell a witness, oh, yeah, you got two other witnesses that said they saw the same thing. Uh, that's a ruse. Did I have two other witnesses? No. But I said to the person, you please tell me what you saw. And if, if that's illegal, I don't know. If you take that tool away from detectives, you're not going to be convicting too many people. Well, you can't. You, they can't. In a society that places a value on the First Amendment, they can't take away that tool. But I think that what, what Project Veritas is doing is very powerful. And now you're seeing this movement of insiders. Now, now things have changed in the last, I would say, in the last um, a year. We've had a Facebook insider come forward to us. We've had two Google insiders. We've had a, a Pinterest engineer, a tech. Uh, these are engineers working in San Francisco that, that do all the coding for these websites. And then we've had um, most recently a CNN insider, Kerry Porch. These are incredibly brave people. And, and I think the, the real heroes in our society, the real uh, whistleblowers, are people who are salt of the earth, anonymous people, Honest cops, honest school teachers, honest engineers, media people uh, that are coming forward now and, and going on camera and telling their stories. Uh, people always say, what can I do? How can I contribute? How can I make a difference? Everyone always says that. It's the number one question I get asked. And they don't know how to make a difference. They're, they're, they go about their lives. They pay their taxes. They drink their coffee. They commute back and forth to work. But there are a number of these people who have come to Project Veritas insiders on the inside you might be hearing this right now thinking maybe that's me maybe i need to blow the whistle on my corruption in my in my company or in my institution and in, in the government bureau that i work in yes you do because we live in these, these extraordinary times where there is so much corruption and sometimes the honorable thing to do is to put a little camera on your lapel and to record what it is that you see in dc or new york and, and, and to let the world know about what's going on. We live in a time when you can go on Twitter or, or YouTube 
and instantly have a million people see what it is and kind of create that righteous indignation that uh, that leads to the necessary reforms that we need to have as a country. When you expose CNN with for what you learn there, I mean, the news media really, I didn't see it in the New York Times. I didn't see it uh, too much out there, what you what you exposed. Uh, Carlo and I are involved. We just had on our, on our podcast a few weeks ago someone who exposed the whole thing with the Swiss banks over there hiding money. The majority of them are liberal Democrats. Oh, yeah, that's Bradley, Bradley yeah. Burke. Field, yes. Ber- uh, Birkenfeld. 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 And we saw his check. He got $105 million from the U.S. Treasury. This is perfect example of you pay taxes, I pay taxes. These son of a bitches are over there dumping their money in these Swiss accounts. And then when they we 20,000 accounts and no one ever paid the back taxes that they were supposed to. It was exposed and nobody ever paid the back taxes. These are things that I think Americans, I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, liberal, or conservative, right is right wrong is wrong. No, Carlo? Absolutely. Yeah, but these powerful people, as you know, put pressure on um, these media corporations. They, they look, we, we investigated. I know Bradley. I met Bradley. I, I think what he did is very honorable. Uh, I took enormous balls. I mean, can you imagine working for a Swiss bank? <laughs> that, uh, it's like the NSA uh, to a degree. And, and, I, and I was and struck. They put him in jail. And they put him I, in jail. And I've been to jail, too. They falsely. That's a, that's, a, that's a story that would take probably 20 minutes to explain. But they, they, they arrested me on the spot. When you, when you shake the apple tree, when you, when you expose something, people, the people in power are going to retaliate. I was struck by Bradley's story. He went back to the States from Switzerland. He couldn't find a law firm in Washington, D.C. because they were all on retainer by UBS, the Swiss <laughs> bank. So these are the sorts of issues that we come across at Project Veritas. We investigated Pinterest. For those of you who don't know what Pinterest is, it's a $14 billion uh, uh, app. You can pin things and photos, and uh, a lot of people use it for decorations, uh, pictures of their favorite office space and things like that. Um, Pinterest, uh, someone at Google or, or YouTube put pressure from Pinterest, they took my YouTube video down. And, and all these companies are kind of in cahoots together. So when you take on these, these powerful people, you said people in the media are not covering it. Well, no, they're not going to. ABC News and the New York Times are not going to give me play and give my story play about their friends at CNN. So we have to use social media. We have to, we have to build a groundswell of millions of, of, of people who don't, are not part of the media raising attention and putting pressure on these organizations. And next week, you asked what's coming. I'm not going to tell you what entity, but next week, another brave insider has come to us from within another media organization. This is not a small media organization about something they did that was very wrong. And you're going to see that tape for yourself. Wow. Now, how could people listening, you know, we have a lot of listeners though, to our podcast. How can people get to your and find out this breaking information on a timely basis? Well, we try to, I mean, you can follow us on our channels, Facebook, Twitter, projectveritas.com. Project Veritas is the name of the entity, and we have millions of followers now. We have, you can sign up to receive our emails, and, and we want you to set, send these videos out, tweet them out, 
message them out, email to your friends and family. We do. We, Fox News does cover our work. Hannity, Tucker has played these tapes. Uh, Tucker spent 30 minutes playing the CNN tapes on Monday, October 14th when they came out. But the number one way that you can help, I'm not saying all of you, but some of you, is I want you to apply to work for me. I want you to apply to be an undercover reporter. We are hiring. We are growing. We have a, we have a pretty sizable foundation now. Do you pay Thanks. them? Do you pay we do. Them? Uh, we, we do. No, we have no volunteers. Everyone gets paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we, we want you to go to projectveritas.com slash brave and apply to be a journalist. Sounds exciting, right? You travel the country. You, you, you're under alias sometimes. You, um, you, you expose political campaigns. You expose big tech bias, talking to Google people. They don't know that you're recording them. And you are exposing. We don't break any laws, Bo. We have many lawyers that look at our, our, our issues and make sure we're compliant with all state and federal laws. But, we, but if this is something that you're passionate about and you want to make a change in this world, there is no other organization uh, that, that is so tip of the spear, mission-driven, cares about news and informing the people like Project Veritas does. Come apply to work for us. We have many undercover people working for us now. We're growing, and we love the opportunity to, to vet some of the dedicated people who listen to this program and, and come work for us as undercover. Now, now, how do you protect yourself from some dickhead coming for a job there who's setting your ass up? Well, that's a very good question, and I'm not going to give away all the secrets uh, uh, openly so that if there are <laughs> such dickheads listening, they know how to maneuver around the system that we've created. But suffice to say, I would say two things. Number one, uh, people always say, James, aren't you afraid someone's going to do this to you? And the answer is, listen, I have to conduct myself with such a high degree of integrity and ethics that even if I was secretly recorded by my own staff. Anything you say could be on the front page of the paper. What I say to you is that I I like to call it the, I call it the 12 jurors rule. Bo, I pretend like there are six jurors on each shoulder at all times. I don't, I don't, I don't keep secrets. Now, Now there are some secrets I have to keep. I have to, protect the names of my informants. Okay. Yeah. So we, we do protect those people. And there are ways that we do that. I don't, I don't, I don't publish, I don't keep informants on my wall so everyone can see them. But I would say to you that we have to really, we have, you have to, in this life, in this new era, this brave new world, there's no privacy anymore, folks. Anything you say is, is probably going to be found out if you're doing something wrong. If you're, if you're breaking the law, if you're, if you're doing something really bad, you have to expect that someone's going to find out about that. So I just, it's my cross to bear. I do not conduct myself in such a way that I'm ashamed of what I'm saying and doing. There are some places I don't go into, but I don't go into people's private bedrooms. I tend to say, stay away from the private uh, sexual things, unless you're, you're a really public figure and you're abusing that. But, but we, we vet people. We, you, you have to go through a screening process. It's pretty intense. Um, and, and we really have to vet your background and uh, ensure that you really do care because we really want people who are passionate about this, who believe in this. And uh, that's really something that we're... So if, you're, if this sounds like you, projectveritas.com slash brave is how you can help be part of the Project Veritas Army. James, uh, what if someone doesn't want to go that far, but they just want to give you a tip or maybe a direction to go in? Maybe they don't want to risk their job. Like a whistleblower type thing. Yeah. How can I would they say, report that to you? 
I would say that, you know, most of the people do want to go public, uh, but if they don't want to go public, and let's say they're on the inside of, um, of CBS News or Facebook, right? We get a lot of Facebook people come to us, but, you know, I don't want to go public. They can con- uh, contact us, projectveritas.com slash brave. There's also an email address, ProtonMail. Uh, is an encrypted email. It's uh, Veritas Tips. That's V-E-R-I-T-A-S Tips at ProtonMail.com. And we'll work with you and our undercover people will try to corroborate what you give us. So let's say you give us a, a document. And in this document, it says, you know, John Smith at Google uh, uh, has secret uh, uh, blacklists. We'll send people out to try to corroborate that by speaking to John Smith named in the document. So it's kind of a hybrid program where our undercover reporters corroborate what our informants give us. Bo, I imagine that's similar in the world you've worked in, but the difference is in our world, we publish everything on YouTube. It, it is literally for the purpose of informing the informing the masses. It's a great mission. And there's no one else doing it. Why? No one else is doing it because it's really expensive. It's really hard. It's very dangerous. And they retaliate against you. And I, this is another, another subject for another day, but I've been jailed and sued uh, many times, uh, falsely accused. And most people just don't want to put up with that. But we've, we've been able to build an institution that, that has en- endured all of that. And, uh, and now uh, we have quite a, a, a small uh, empire of, of a nonprofit that can go out and, and afford to do these things. And we're very blessed to have that. And as far as YouTube, I think the, the, with the fact that the regulatory aspect of our lives haven't uh, put, wedged their way into that yet. But I mean, like even with Facebook, I mean, now all of a sudden regulatory stuff start with Facebook. But YouTube is the YouTube is the one that really doesn't have any control. Right. YouTube. The, the issue right now is that these companies, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, they're realizing how powerful they are. I mean, they have so much power. I mean, they, they, they are the media, okay? You say, why don't I hear this in the New York Times? The New York Times, I mean, I mean, the Washington Post is worth 300 million bucks. Jeff Bezos, that's like a nickel to Jeff Bezos. These companies are trillion dollar companies, trillion with a T. They have a 90% monopoly on advertising money. So, so really, the, the real power is in whether or not your videos or our videos are spread through virally throughout YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, whether they're trending, whether everyone's talking about them on those platforms. The issue, Bo, is that these companies now realize, no, we don't want O'Keefe's and Veritas's videos to trend on our platform, so we're going to create ways to invisibly make it such that people can't see them. It's called a shadow banning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we've actually gone undercover into these companies to expose them admitting to doing this. Wow. And so, so it's a pretty extraordinary thing that we're doing. We're not only needing to be covered on YouTube, but we're, ex- we're, we're investigating the people that we rely upon. Mm. And, and it's really an interesting dynamic. But I think, Bo, that we've gotten to a point where our stories are so big, people want to see them. People are curious. They want to go, who is Project Veritas going to get next week? That, uh, that when they do shadow ban us, with the CNN story, we have 1.2 million tweets. That, that's, a, that's an unbelievable amount of tweets, okay? 1.2 million people were tweeting the video out, and Twitter could not stop the trend. So we were the number one trending thing in the United States on Saturday night uh, for those CNN stories. 
And if they do shadow ban us, it becomes obvious. And uh, and they don't want to be caught doing that. So it's a pretty, pretty extraordinary series of events. So, you know, with the upcoming very important, I mean, every election is important, but this could be one of the most important if one of these screwballs get in the Ben and Jerry idiot from Vermont or the other nut job Pocahontas. I mean, with these whole different direction for this country and what they want to do with this country, it could be important. Has Veritas and would Veritas get involved with the election? Yeah, we've done that before. So in 2016, we we have a sister entity, Project Veritas Action. We went into um, the Hillary Clinton campaign and caught people, Scott Fobel, Bob Creamer, these are high-ranking Democratic officials that were inciting violence at Trump rallies and blaming it on Trump. So they'd go to these events, they'd do what they called bird-dogging, which is they would kind of incite people into violence, and they would brag about this in private. So our people captured these Hillary Clinton operatives, not only bragging they did this, but that they were getting money directly from the Democratic National Committee, Donna Brazil and Hillary Clinton. In fact, one of the people actually said it was all Hillary's idea. So this was a huge story. I mean, God, this was well, mentioned. We, we know about her ideas. I mean, it's very public, but no one cares. It's only when Trump does no, something. But, but people do care. My point is that I, I, I believe that people will care if it's bad enough. And this created, by the way, Bo, this was a big deal. This was, uh, Hillary Clinton was forced to disavow. I mean, you had um, uh, Donna Brazile was, was terminated from the DNC. She wrote a chapter in her book. It was all about Project Veritas and how afraid they were of us. Uh, but really, you want to create the righteous indignation. In 2018, we went undercover into uh, Andrew Gillum, the governor of Florida, yeah. that campaign. We caught his campaign person saying, that all this socialism stuff, we're not going to implement it. It's all fairy tale bullshit. That's what those were his words. And he was fired three days before the gubernatorial race, and Andrew Gillum lost by a slim margin. So Project Veritas Action has actually swung Senate races and governor races. And in 2020, we intend to go undercover into a variety of campaigns. Bo, I'll even tell you, we already have people embedded. Good. Well, I, I really don't want to know, but there's something that really pisses me off. I was at the inauguration, the last inauguration with President Trump, and these scumbags from this uh, uh, Antifa, Antifa, and they, they were well choreographed, well financed, with their little black punk-ass masks and their vests and their black little sticks, and I would love to get a, a, a connection to that scumbag Hungarian piece of shit, George Soros, which I know is financing his Antifa. And no one seems to care about the violence that is being put upon people. Hey, look at whether you're a conservative or a liberal. No one should cause violence on anyone. And if he supports that, I'd like that check to go right to his ass. And if we could prove that, I'd like to stick it up his ass. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, it's it's not what you know. as you, It's what you can prove. That's what... That's what that's the that's the whole purpose here. Uh, yes. Is 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 George Soros directly funding this? No. Is there a possibility that he's funding it through a blind trust, a series of LLCs and 501c3 corporations? Yes. Um, we want more transparency. Someone's them, someone's giving them money to buy equipment. Someone is, is, is directing them to do what they've been Well, there's doing. no question someone is doing that. And, and the only possible way to get that information is through undercover work. You're, hu, they call it human intelligence. You're not going to get that. 
you're not going to get someone on the record talking about that sort of thing. So that is an example of the type of work that we do. I can't get into the details, but yeah, I mean, Antifa having an informant on the inside of that company or of that unit sort of disgusted by what they're doing. Uh, there are a number of brave heroes in our country who decide to have to adhere to honor and they care about the public's right to know and they find what these people doing so disgusting that they feel the public has a right to know. They must know what is going on and that's why they resort to wearing the hidden cameras and working with us. Right, I feel the same way to the ultra-right wings too. If they're plotting violence or if they're plotting that they're going to blow something up and I'm part of that right-wing group and I'm hearing this or pro-Nazis or whatever, hey, I would want to whistleblow on their asses. They have the same... I, they have the same responsibility as the left-wing son-of-a-bitches are. The right-wings, too. We don't want people hurt. We don't want violence. And whoever condones that, whether you're right or left, I don't like. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I think that what you're, what you're kind of getting at here is that there is a sphere of consensus that exists on these issues. You don't have to be right or left to appreciate some of the things. I mean, next week's story in the media it's not a conservative thing. It's not a liberal thing. It's just something that a network executive did and said that is very, very bad. And, and, and no one can attack me for exposing this at this point because it's not, it's not a partisan issue. There's nothing up for debate. There is just corruption. And um, I think there's nobody doing this. So we've, we've taken the mantle. And I'd appreciate if people listening to this program would take my pitch very seriously to come work for us, blow the whistle. There's, there's many people listening. And, and uh, it just requires an organization that will support you, have your back, walk you through the process, which is what we'll do. Projectveritas.com slash brave. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, for people listening out there, I mean, it's so refreshing to know that there are people like yourself and your group that are out there trying to combat it. I mean, it's a it's like a it's like a Hurricane Sandy coming at you. But yet you're brave enough to go out there and put yourself into harm's way to get the truth out there and hold institutions accountable. Yeah. I mean, you know, we could, it's very similar to whistleblowing, but it's developing the case beyond any kind of statement that, oh, this was made up, and you support it. Then you get supporting people, supporting witnesses that verify what you're verifying. And then you have the whole case when you present it. Nine people who say the same thing, who worked in that place, can't be wrong. Yeah, I mean, not only do we do that, we don't report it unless the people's lips are moving. So they would say, well, you're a liar. What have I lied about? I, I merely show videotape of people making statements, those statements are them talking. It's not my words. I'm not the one making these claims. And unlike investigate, you know, investigative reporting, the Paragon is to talk to anonymous sources, hearsay, uh, on background. We don't do that stuff. We actually will not publish information unless you can visually, unless it's self-evident, unless you can see it and hear it for yourself. And they call me a liar. And it really upsets me. Uh, we, we, we take it very personally because we care deeply about telling the truth. And they know that. They can't, they can't attack the integrity. So they have to attack me personally. They have to falsely accuse. They've sued me many times, but I've never lost a lawsuit I've litigated. Nine years ago, I settled one lawsuit with an acorn person who, who sued me for filming in California, right? Now, it was, a pu it was a public area, but he sued me, and I had no money, so I couldn't fight it, so I settled it. And to this day, they say I'm a liar because I settled one lawsuit nine years ago with a guy I filmed 
without his permission. He was telling me how to traffic in prostitutes. And I filmed him without his consent. And they're trying to say that I'm the, a liar for, 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 that's not even about lying. No, it's you about got the filming. truth out of him, what he said. That's so, it. But the point so, is I, why, why I asked you in the beginning, James, because I'm pretty much, I'm in business 35 years on the private side. We wouldn't be in business for 35 years if we started committing stuff that's not legal. And right. that's, that's why I, I mentioned to you in the beginning of all the laws, and I'm very happy to hear you have attorneys on, on, on uh, you know. On- many, many attorneys. We have, we, have, we have actually two dozen different attorneys that we work with, uh, a few on our staff. So, yes, 100 percent legal. Everything's vetted. Um, but but uh, this is important work, and as you say, people don't do it because of the risks involved. Well, you know, and again, to our listening audience, I mean, how can people contribute to... Well, I think there's three different ways to make a change in this world. There are those who fight, as Dennis Prager says. There are those who fight, there are those who support those who fight, and there are those who do nothing, okay? So there's three camps of people listening here. And, okay, those who fight, I've already told you that projectveritas.com slash brave. If you're an insider or want to work for us, apply to work for us as an undercover journalist. Those who support those who fight, you can donate to us at projectveritas.com. We're tax deductible, just like Cars for Kids or mm-hmm. a church or any other charity. Donate. Uh, support us by sending our videos out. When this video comes out on Tuesday of next week, Tweet it out, Facebook it out, email it out, send it out. That's that's what you can do. And and, and number three, do nothing. <laughs> those are your choices. Uh, those are your five well, choices. I, you know, people who do nothing don't have a right when something happens and they don't like what's happening. Because if you don't say something, then shut your mouth. And you're going to take what you're going to get. And if one of these imbeciles are elected president of the United States, and when this country starts going to the toilet bowl, then all of a sudden you could complain about it. But now is the time to stand up for what you feel and what you feel is very important. That's why a democracy is what it is. I mean, if, if people in this country, majority of people in this country want to turn us into a communist country, I guess that's what a democracy is. We'll turn into a communist country. And it's a, yep. it's a shame because I love the freedoms of this country affords everyone, everyone. And it certainly has a scary afterthought if one of these nut jobs get elected. I think that and to 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 fight for what your conscience tells you is a, one of the hardest things in life. And I think we're getting to a boiling a turning point, boiling point. Uh, tipping point, however you want to characterize it. If we haven't reached it yet, we're, we're pretty close to it, where they can stop one man, but they can't stop an army of whistleblowers. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's, I think we're creating a movement here. And I, and I think you're going to see it in 2020. Have you gotten any death threats to you? Not really, Bo. People always, the second question they ask me is, do I fear for my life? And I, first of all, I, I, I don't fear for my life. I, I don't overthink that. I do have some security that we we employ, and I'm not going to get into the details there, but I don't worry about that. I don't get the death threats. Um, I get a lot of legal threats. Like the governor of New York is Andrew Cuomo, right? And we're a tax-deductible charitable organization. Uh, We're actually under his jurisdiction in New York State. I I live in Westchester, New York. So, for example, he will, Andrew Cuomo will threaten me with lawsuits and audits to try to intimidate me. And I was actually... Um, I saw his son, I'm sorry, his brother, Chris Cuomo, Chris, yeah. a CNN guy, 
And, you know, this guy said, tell your brother to stop coming after me for my politics or for what my perceived politics are. I just don't think that's that's American. I don't think that's no, it's not justice under the law to, to go after a charity charity simply because you disagree with what stories they're publishing. Uh, those are the sorts of threats that we get. They're not physical but they're just as significant because they can try to shut us down for the work that we're doing. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But uh, all I can say is you're one of, one of my most interesting guests. And offline, I want you to give me a call and I, maybe yes. we, could, we could do some stuff uh, together. And uh, again, how do we get in touch with you? People listen to you, contribute, or be part of the brave uh, Veritas Brave People. Yes, so the Be Brave campaign, Be Brave, Do Something, Project Veritas, that's Project V-E-R-I-T-A-S dot com backslash B-R-A-V-E, Project Veritas dot com slash brave, apply to work for us, join our effort, donate to us, send our messages out. We do one thing every week, James. We pick the punk of the week. Now, the punk of the week could be a thing, a person, or an issue. So what is your thing that's really irking you this week? Brian Stelter at CNN. Oh, that's a <laughs> Brian Stelter at CNN last, last Thursday in New York had a forum at CNN with Zucker. They get. I was outside. I confronted Jake Tapper with a microphone. They get on stage after all these videos that we did, yeah. and Brian Stelter actually says to Jeff Zucker to each other that they are fair to Trump. They invite Trump guests on. <laughs> this was clearly this was clearly a response to what we had exposed that they're not fair to Trump. That they're only. Uh, they have a Trump vendetta, quote unquote, in the words of the person that we recorded. So for for Brian Stelter not addressing the issues head on, bringing up these tapes and being honest, he would be the punk of the week, in my yeah. opinion. Well, you want to know something? You just you're ringing one of my bells. But you know, I was a 12 year uh, uh, Fox News guy, and uh, Roger Ailes was a friend of mine from CNN, uh, from CNBC days. And when he got in trouble. You know, I said the man did a lot of good things. I had no involvement with any of his uh, allegations. But then I called Zucker up and I said, hey, Jeff, you got your CNN. You got Chris Coleman going on at nine o'clock. I said, why don't you have a different opinion there? I'll do the show with Chris and have two sides where I could combat what he's saying. Oh, yeah, ball, get back. Then I called Chris Como, and he goes, call Jeff Zucker. So the next time I see him was at the Yankee game when during the playoffs, and, like, he like evaporated. As far as Seltzer goes, uh, he's my fat punk of the week, and he continues to be, and his wife should get some sort of cleaning of her teeth also. I don't mean to attack a woman, but when she's on the, the, uh, New York 1, man, I can't even look at her. I really can't look at her. So I would, I would support you as the punk of the week. And bring that fat, the Humpty Dumpty looking ass up as my punk of the week, too. What about you, Carlo? Uh, I think the Houston Astros. I'm glad they lost. I'm glad the Nationals won. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Well, you know, I'm glad the uh, the underdog won also. And I just want to let you know, my friend Lanny Davis is probably one of the biggest <laughs> is one of the biggest national supporters there. And Lanny and I are friends. It's like it's like the odd couple. But I have respect for him as him being an attorney, and he he was on my attorney on some cases. But like I said, we should take politics out of a lot of what we do and use it, the truth and the facts, as the criteria of people. That's it.
But I want to thank you very, very much. And Carla, take it away. Of course. Uh, definitely check out projectveritas.com. James, thank you so much for being here. The work you do is very important, holding these institutions and taking them to, ca- to task and getting the truth out there. It's very important. So I will encourage our audience to uh, get involved with his group. And you could find us. We're on social media. We're at One Tough Podcast on Twitter. Bo is at Bo Deedle on Twitter. You can email us any uh, comments or suggestions about the show. One Tough Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us at WABCRadio.com. Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.